Medic! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Medic Up Podcast. Here's part two with me and Katie Contreras and Dietrich, the skinny medic, sitting around talking on our uh, rainy day ramblings. It was good to have Katie in town. We hope she comes back. Maybe next time we'll have a, a little more of a structure to the conversation and uh, we'll see what we'll see what shakes loose then. But until then, um, you know, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Fuel the Machine Apparel. Remember, Fuel the Machine Apparel is based on the idea of not just a brand but a lifestyle. The crew at Fuel the Machine Apparel believes that you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Fuel the Machine Apparel is pro-health, pro-first responder, and pro-military. First responder owned and operated, they are their own quality control, and all of their designs are created and printed in the USA. They have free shipping to the USA and to military addresses as well. Fuel the Machine Apparel. Be the solution, not the problem. Go check out Fuel the Machine Apparel at www.fuelthemachineapparel.com. Medical Gear Outfitters. Owned and operated by a paramedic, consequently, the skinny medic, who happens to be on this episode, he has a mission to equip individuals with top quality supplies, training, and the mindset they need to empower themselves to respond in an emergency. Medical Gear Outfitters has the equipment and the training you need to be ready. Head over to www.medicalgearoutfitters.com to check out their selection of pre-made first aid kits and trauma kits. If you're looking for a stop the bleed kit, Medical Gear Outfitters has you covered. Do you want to build your own kit? Medical Gear Outfitters has the bags, pouches, and supplies you need to build a purpose-built kit to your own specifications. Everything from an at-home family first aid kit for bumps, bruises, scrapes, and stings to individual first aid kits for first responders. Work kits, car kits, and larger kits for active violence and mass wounding events as well. Need something specific and you don't see it on the website? Contact Medical Gear Outfitters and let them help you get exactly what you need. Free shipping on all orders. And when you use the link in the show notes, you'll get 10% off when you visit www.medicalgearoutfitters.com. Remember, you never know when you'll be the first responder. Get the right gear and the right training. Medical Gear Outfitters. So some of your crews still work 24-hour shifts. Some of them do, yes. Do you, like, I'm going to ask this, like, this is, like, what we've been looking at, is your patient care during a 24-hour shift, do you see more issues with those crews having patient care issues because they've been working 24 hours, or do you see it? What, what we, is your opinion on that? Well, we don't um, a whole lot simply because we don't have the call volume like Austin does. Okay. So they, they've done a bunch of studies up there and found that, People, their crews actually work better on the AP to 8A, the 12-hour shifts. So they're kind of moving a lot towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a modified school schedule. So you're either Monday, Wednesday, so you never work on Tuesday, Thursday, or you're Tuesday, Thursday, so you never work Monday, Wednesday. And then there's a third one that floats in between them. What do you mean school schedule? Like so people can go to medic school? Mm-hmm. Oh, my so God. So can go to school. What? What? <laughs> what? So. Innovative is... <laughs> So, well, we have our own EMT program and in-house program. So Also innovative. Nice. In, uh, in, we're hoping this will be our second class. So does that come as a satellite program attached to the college? So you're co-ed. Well, it's EMT. So, doesn't need co-ed. Um, no, but we are. they are associated with Texas State. It's pretty it's awesome. So can they go? University. Will they get preference into the medic program if they come through like that? Well, we don't have, because this one's with our San Marcos EMA, so they're totally separate than okay. ACC. Um, but. We are hoping to have a paramedic program, I guess, maybe next year or in the fall, because this will be our second EMT class. Who's, who's driving that? Like, is, is that coming from your medical control, needs assessment, you guys as supervisors, and or all of the it's above or none of the above? Kind of all of the above, cool. and wanting to be able to have people, because, I mean, you're doing essentially an interview anyway when you're doing your student write-outs. 
but this way we're able to train them for EMT and kind of see what we want to come just, in. Not to take away from anything you yeah. just said, but I started calling it rideouts from from you and Ginger saying that, and it sounds way cooler than <laughs> clinicals or ride along uh-huh. or. Uh, paramedic rides. I'm like, yeah, it's paramedic rideouts now. Let's just say that. That's really, I like it. Sounds way cooler. We do clinicals for when they're in the ER. Well, we call so. clinicals, like, you know, clinicals in the ED, but paramedic ride time, I'm like, ride time. I'm like, no, dog, rideouts. <laughs> that sounds way cooler. So I'm stealing it. Makes it fancy. Yeah, like, no, cooler. It's not fancy. It's, it's cooler. I'm stealing it. And I'm going to take total credit for it in South Carolina. Right now. <laughs> um, so that's just me. But no, that's cool. That's cool that you guys are driving that. You know, you, you keep your local people in local. You get them interested. Again, I always equate it to the drug game. You get them, get them hooked. And you're like, oh, hey, EMT was pretty cool. How about medic? You would do innovations and drugs and defibrillate. And mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, I'll give it a try. I mean, I was already here and he got me a job. And this guy's pretty cool over here. And Katie did my checkoffs and she said I was a rock star. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I can go here. And I can still work. Yeah, all right. I wish it's like perfect world for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of everything, we're I'm struggling. Like I'm, I honestly, I lose sleep. I lose sleep trying to figure out how to market EMS. Um, because it's just you know the kids aren't really that interested anymore. Uh, and and I know it's a nationwide thing, but again, I'm local problem, local solution, and I just need people. I mean, the highest cohort I ever had was 25 people. And we graduated 22, and you know, now I'm down in the 12s and 13s and 11s. And I mean, that's you get spoiled after a while, even though you walk into a room of 25 people and you're like, hey, can you guys let me get some of this oxygen? Because there's way more of you than me. Uh, and that's daunting. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, there's only nine of you. Those are, I really wish it was like four. I, I like even numbers. <laughs> you know, we, can make, we can make three groups of four. And it'll work out instead of the group of six, group of seven. I'm like, it's not going to work. So they don't, they don't have enough jobs. Right. That hurts. Right. It my heart like to see EMS like that. Because uh, you and me flocked to it because we were nerds and we're like, what's next? Where's my monitor? Yes. Can I ride up front instead of the back? Yeah. Like, I still, like, I still, like, enjoy riding good. Like, turn the star on. Like, I want to drive. Let's do it. Like, it's just. I'm like a little kid. I know my hearing shot. So what'd you say? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do it with the windows open for years before you know it's God, bad. You're stupid. Oh, well, I'm the whacker. Back <laughs> off. All right. My, I remember like my bat belt was arm hanging out the window. Right. Siren going. You're just smiling from ear to ear. Right. And... How else are people going to know I'm having a good time <laughs> if they can't see? Duh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you wear a bat belt? I don't. <sighs> Well, no. I mean, well, do you need to wear a bat belt in the office? I don't. We actually joke about it. I have because I have my my vest. Be careful. Vet, my vest bat too. Belt, so just be very careful with your so, next words here. So don't joke about that belt. But no, I have my vest. What kind of vest? Right what now. kind of vest? My ballistic vest. Right, well, actually, I actually have ceramic plates in it. No, no, no. That's, that's not nothing wrong with that. I, I got well, that. I carry it in my office now because people are like, "Well, where's are you going to give it?" Away or what are you gonna do with them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wear, away. I'm gonna wear it at my desk just because. Now so, I can see Rizzo doing that, like sitting at his desk with like, uh, the, like carrier. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me, all of you jerks. Number one. <laughs> First of all, have you watched the news? Students disgruntle very quickly. You know when they disgruntle when you tell them they failed. Okay, yes. so you know. For personal safety, you guys haven't seen it because I told you I'd give it to our, our admin office. It's really boring, all right? 
three doors down in our department head's office under his desk. And I'm not making fun of him. I just don't have it in mind. In his desk, under his desk, he is a fully stocked M9 bag because he's a medic. And he's got body armor next to it. It's here just in case. Okay? And not in my office because it's not, it doesn't need to hang on the door because it's always way closer. In every one of our offices, we have stopped the bleed kits. Two tourniquets, two hemostatics, four chest seals, a cravat just because they're indispensable but no stick for it. <laughs> Shut up. Use um, your pen, it's fine. Well, yeah, you can use your pen. <laughs> it worked out real well for that right. guy. Okay, and uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we're prepared. And then if you go in the car, my vest is in the car with my other crap. Okay. You're be like that Kenya guy? Not like, uh, the SAS dude? Yeah. Dude, all day! You kidding me? <laughs> I don't have all the other stuff. But again, if things happened on the campus, not just our mm-hmm. room, we would be putting fingers in holes and stuff in gauze where it needs yeah, to go. They totally expected it. Right. Yes. Now, listen. You mess apartment hit well, it. On, yeah. on, my, on my bat belt that I wear in normal ambulance, <laughs> there's, a turn, there's a tourniquet, but there's two in the pouch that sits uh, clipped to my PPE pouch, and then. There's the vest that's got an IFAC, and there's a turn. There's a tourniquet in the front that I can pull off quickly. And, and yeah, do you need that in your office? Maybe. All right, it's a tough world. All right, back off. <laughs> you know, and again, it cuts down on questions. Like people walk in, they're like, "Hey, what are you wearing that for?" I'd be like, "It's not important. Back up." You know, you... I tell people I keep snacks in it. Yeah, well, I have a pouch. For that. <laughs> my radio pouch does that. My radio pouch does that because I've got to wait till I get to the scene to put the radio in it. So it's got delicious snacks in it. Yeah, it's got snacks in it. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that belt. I mean, although there was a study just released that evidently there is a problem with the bat belt. It causes hip problems and back problems, and you should wear like a like a mesh like vest with suspenders now. And I'm like, oh, I'm not wearing that. Let's do it. Let's the vests. Not those kind of vests. They're like they're like load bearing vests. Mm. I don't want to wear that. If I'm going to wear that, I'm just going to wear my normal vest. And I don't wear my vest all the time on the ambulance. I only wear it when people are getting crazy or we go out for crazy people or person down or staging calls. And then my partner looks at me funny. And they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Why aren't you doing it?" It's still like I think that's. I think that's the way EMS is going to go. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you're going to start seeing that more and more. Like, you see it. Like, I like live PD. I know you like live PD, too. So. I never watch. I don't so. watch it. I only watch a little bit of it. So, like, you'll see them. Like, the EMS people, like, they'll have their their vest on. Like, it's still a little weird right now, but I think you're going to see that, like, more and more. I mean, it should be standard. I mean, it really shouldn't. But I take it to the extreme. You should be. I mean, I always agreed with my NAEMT plug here. For EMS safety class, you should be wearing helmets. You should be wearing helmets when you drop drunk. It sounds stupid, but you should be wearing helmets. You should be wearing helmets on your calls. Like, we're probably one of the only EMS systems in the world that doesn't. Um, does it need to be ballistic? Does it need to be $600 Team Wendy helmets? Yes, it does. Okay, because if I'm going to wear it, it needs to A, look cool, two, be functional. In that order, the functional is number two. It's got to look cool. <laughs> It's got to look cool, or because or, again, why don't people in America wear safety glasses? Because they look stupid, right? They're big, they're bulky. Unless you go get good prescription ones, right? But who who wants to? Again, I got, I got a cool pair of safety glasses. Well, but still, if you're the EMS director, logistics guy, you want to buy everybody a pair of two hundred dollar M frames? No, yeah. no, you don't. You want to buy them two dollar Home Depot frames, mm-hmm. and they're so like, they're well, yes. they're not going to lose them. They're going to not wear them because they wear them. They put them on, and they're like, well, it's not optically correct, and you're walking into walls and bumping into your partner because the, the sides are weird. 
And then what turns into, I'm going to write you up if you don't wear it. If you make it cool, people are like, yo, I got this other, this other pair. Like that was a running joke for a long time. Like I forced myself to wear my safety glasses on trauma. Like no matter what the call, even if it's, you know, I fell and hurt my hip versus Essling and car wreck. I'll wear my glasses. And it's always been, a, but it's been from the instructor standpoint of if I run into a student, I want them to see, yes, he does wear his glasses when he tells us we should be wearing ours. So it's two roles and it's a very hard, it's very hard to mm-hmm. force myself to, to put them on. I wear my glasses anytime that I'm going to do airway, airway management. I, I put my glasses on. Like I still have paramedics and who make fun of me. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, my mouth is basically close to this. Right. Like my eyes are close to that. Look. My eyes. Yeah. Right. Like I like my eyes. You put a mask on. Huh? You put a mask on. It depends. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I like it forget. depends. I always forget. Like, if it's a nasty looking, like you can already mm-hmm. see there's vomit puke in there. Yeah, I'll throw a mask on. I, but if it's a clean airway, I, I don't. Being honest, I'll forget. I mean, I'll do it. And I've only because of bad experiences with our old ones. Fog it up. Yep. Because I had my when I was on FTO time, my my corporal, she's like, gotta wear that mask, and I'm like, I'll wear it. Fine. And I was the next innovation. We were outside. It was cold. It was December. Dude, coated. Walking his dog in December, and I uh, put it on. I consciously put it on the loops on, and I was breathing pretty heavy. <laughs> and I was like, Bleh! so I went to pull it off. She's like, "Don't take it off." And I was like, "Whatever." And it was the ones. It was our combo one, so mm-hmm. it had the shield on it. Yep. So I pulled the shield off, and then <laughs> I kept the piece. And then I did the tip, and she's like, "I don't know if I got to write you up because it, you're just, it's not how I said I have my glasses on. What's wrong?" Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But I had a partner when I was at Greenblatt and Nine Shift, and he wore his safety glasses on. He had a nice pair of safety glasses. He wore on every call. Yeah. He would, like, as soon as we got out of the truck, he put his glasses on. I'm like, just didn't think anything about it. Like, the, you know, that's, like, super big in Australia. Like, they just wear them. It's just part of the uniform. So, should be. There's no reason here. And, again, that should translate over to your ballistic vest as well. So, what you said, you got ceramic plates in them. So, you got just plates or plates and backers? Uh, just plates. And All right. Plates. So, it's not that bad, huh? So, no, how, no. how heavy are your plates? For your desk. <laughs> yeah, for my desk. My, my super cute desk. I mean, you have to sign people off. They don't like failing. I know. Um, I want to say it is seven pounds total. That's good. Nice. It's, it's super light. It's an, it's light enough where I can wear it all day. You don't, you don't, mind, you don't mind it. You don't notice it. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that. But when I don't do my bad belt. I did when I first started, and I was like, you know, all the millions. Don't lie. And, yeah, <laughs> people, and then things. people made fun of you, and you stopped. You you pulled into peer pressure. Like, people say, what are you ever going to use that for? And I'm like, I don't know. Why do I feel I always get the why do you carry, carry two pairs of shears? Well, because you don't have one, and you know you're going to ask me for one, and I'm going to be using the other pair. Because I donate my cheap ones to gross people. Exactly. <laughs> if I do something gross, oh, here you go. Those are your scissors now. The, the scale shears. I did always carry, like, the multi-tool. Because, like, it would never fail. Like, it's in there. Someone would be like, hey, I need a pair of pliers. O2 wrench, right. Hold on. O2 Sorry. wrench is in here. Oh, hey, here's the Leatherman. Here's the Gerber. Right. Oh, wait. Handcuff key. Fluff pouch. Radio. Tourniquet. What else is on there? I'm a fat guy, so it all fits. It doesn't matter. I'm fat. It's okay. I got plenty of real estate. And, you know, I really need to, I I need to take the IFAC off the vest. It's, it honestly is in the way, and I don't think I need it, but I'm afraid if I take it off, it's inviting trouble. So. You should switch to an ankle kit. That's all the rage right now, man. What did I just say? I'm a fat guy. You see my ankles? I don't dress like that. Yeah. I don't. The ankle kit's all the rage right now. Dog, I don't want to bend over to get my tourniquet. I don't. <laughs> 
You could be on the ground. Yeah. It's uh, as, you're, as you're moving off your ex. Exactly. Okay, has got it. She knows. I'm going to trip because I'm bending over to grab the tourniquet and my <laughs> self-administered NPA. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> um, so now I feel like that because I have the radio strap so, and I have a tourniquet on it, but now I feel like maybe I need an NPA on there too. But like the fireman radio strap, for, that's not for, for us. Too. That's for them. That's not us. <laughs> for that's but not she us. says she's a host driver. I know she what she said. But it, you know, I you should keep that cert because fire academy sucks. You can keep it. You get it forever, don't you? Like no, once you get it, it's forever. We have to uh, do. Oh, it's again oh. Yearly, Texas. Yearly. That's right. Texas yeah. has their own Texas. credentialing field. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not here. You could have taken it when you were fourteen, and then you're like, you know what? I'm pretty bored. Uh, I think I'll get back into firefighting, and you're like ninety. <laughs> like, oh, you still got your card? Great. Uh, no, we have to do CE yearly for it. And yeah. I mean, it's only 20, 20 hours or so, but yeah. I don't know anything about that because, again, that building's on fire and I'm not going in. <laughs> not well, actually, I have a piece of paper on the wall that says I will go in, and I did and was stupid. So. Was that your write up you did? or <laughs> No, <laughs> well, it should have been a write up. The county saw it as, oh, you're a big hero. Mm, we were stupid. As well, we were, I wasn't. I was wearing my bat belt, but no firefighting protective garments. So it was stupid. Stupid. Another time, another place. I'm stupid. Stupid. Um. What else? What else? What other cool? I'm. Texas is hot though. Like hotter than here. I don't. It sounds awesome. Like I want to go work there, but I don't want to live there. The food's good. Can I work like a month? Can I work like, can I do like a ride along for like a month and then, like I get bored really quickly and then I'll just come back and be like, well, it's like an exchange program. That would be cool. Come here and teach. I tried to get you to teach pals the other day. You wouldn't. No. It was a smart, it was a smart move. It was a smart move. I, I enjoy like stop the bleed because I could talk and to give information. There's really no push play, right? The push play, like, I'm afraid that's what they're going to do, but I'm like, please don't do that. Um, but yeah. that's, I, I like the stuff that lead and really just teaching people that want to learn. Mm-hmm. Most of those are there voluntarily. I so love it. That's I like I like people that want to learn. I do too. All of our other stuff, are, even my monthly CE and stuff, they know they're forced to be there. And it makes it really difficult. What do you guys, how many hours do you guys do in month four? Uh, no, they do, with us, they do two, and then fire does their own stuff, but they do do two two hours, but we do, so this week was San Marcos Fire, two classes a day, so they'll get a total of six classes, and then next week, I'll be at our other two departments, fire departments, so there'll be another six classes. That's cool. Sounds like a cool setup. So what's the, and you, well, you both teach it, too, you guys are big TECC people, too, right? Did you... Do you, Katie, do you do any TCCC, or do you not make a delineation, or you just stay on the civilian end of it mainly? Um, I have done, I think, one or two TCCC classes, but I find that I'm not on a tactical team, so I think you should probably stay in your lane right. and kind of teach what you're actively doing. Right. So even at Alert, I only teach in the medical block. Right, because so, that's what I do. It's it's silly for me to be trying to teach. Are you teaching that? Are you teaching that? What was the name of it? A A I R. Air. Air. Are you yeah. teaching that? What uh, was the, the medical oh, right. It wasn't March. They changed it. What was the March? Bro, off? bath. You gotta bath, bath it up, dog. Bath assessment. You gotta yes. take that bath assessment. I actually have bath in my stop the bleed thing. 
right. So, um, so hey, Katie, real real quick, um, get out of my office. (laughs) Chris and I almost got kicked out of a class for that. Yeah, we sure did. Mostly Chris, but mostly Chris. It was still funny. I I lost my shit big time. Twice. Like, why reinvent the wheel? Like, why go to bath over Marge? Like, I just don't. So I use it just on the civilian side. Get your hat back from her. Get your hat back. Give me my stuff back. It's easy for the for the people who don't know. And but I have it at the very end of my stuff and I don't do it for for all the classes I do. We we, we had a little we had a little we had a little problem with that. Uh, not I mean, a little problem. It's alright. It, it could it caused it caused some I don't know. Russell Jimmy's, I mean, started that. But, uh, I mean, it got pretty... I, I don't want to get into alert. I don't want to get into it. It's not, it's not for us. It's not for us. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, meant, for, it's meant for the fire department. That would be that, good for, like, that rookie, course is police and, officer. And the cops. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Come the academy. Yeah, like, that's what it needs to yeah, be for. Yeah, you, you don't have exposure. It is so. what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what? We, know we, have, we got our own problems, though. Even, I mean, and the reason I asked, you know, TCCC versus TECC. You know, before when TECC or before TECC was a thing through NAEMT and uh, CTEC committee guys, don't yell at me. Um, you know, TCCC was hosted there, open source, and for three years. I mean, that was 2009 from 2009 to 2013, 12, 13. I took that course and I pared it down to only what my students needed, and I wanted them to have it before they hit the streets on their first job. TECC moved out in 2012. Finally had a slide deck out there, and EMT picked it up and kind of bastardized it quite a bit, but made it just like they normally do, a 16-hour continuing ed course. But it was a lot easier to say, okay, now we're talking about what's going to affect you on a shiftly basis. And it doesn't need to be, I'm a big door kicker, I'm going in on high-risk warrants, I'm not Thames guy, I'm doing hemorrhage control, I'm sealing chests, I'm packing wounds. I'm decompressing and I'm surgical airways, which we don't do in in South Carolina, but still the, the knowledge was there. Um, do you find that, what do you find in coming in, people coming into that class? Do people think it's a five day TAC med course and they're going to be super operator by the end of it? Or do you have to like, I squash that in the first five minutes of my introduction. I don't even talk about who I am. I talk about what the course is not when I do it. Yeah, it absolutely needs that because there's a lot of people, and I mean, they're all on Instagram, of course. They sure are. <laughs> and, and they argue. But it's very much that, that we have uh, one of my coworkers keeps asking me, she goes, Well, when are you going to de- do the TCCC class? I want to apply to SWAT. I'm like, Yeah, it's not how that works. Right. But they're just very, very convinced of it because it automatically makes you. Master of the practical right. universe. Right. You hit all of those 18 subdisciplines and you're mm-hmm. ready for medicine across the barricade and right. chemical mm-hmm. agent negotiation and all all of that stuff. K9, K9's not in it. It's not. And, you know, I don't know if we've done it to ourselves or not. I mean, marketing it is easy because when it started to pick up steam, I was getting called. Like I've spoke, I spoke Rescue Task Force at the symposium a couple of years ago. And again, I figured you know, 10 people are going to be in the room. And there's 10 people, out of those 10 people, eight people are going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And there were 150 people in the room. And at the end of it, it was, how do I start this tomorrow? We well, don't start it tomorrow. 
number one. You need to start getting people to the table, and there's a lot more that goes into it. And again, I'm speaking on it, and we don't do that in this county. We don't we do not do it. Like, it's not a thing. Uh, but it's the thing that we teach. Now, people in our county, different municipalities, Chris, can you come teach that course? Yes, I can. Sure. I'll be more than happy to help you. It's been successful. Municipalities are are preparing on the fire and the uh, law enforcement side, right? And they're doing a great job, and they can pre-plan because it's smaller than the big entity. Um, and, you know, cost cost is always a factor, but the fire department hits those AFG grants, and they've got PPE. You know, NFPA 3000 comes out, ASHA program, they've got, they've got ballistic vests and helmets falling off their engines. Appreciate the support there. Right. Guys who bought those for me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Appreciate those fire departments that have bought ballistic plates for me and right. carriers. And... I just ran into one of them my last, one of my last shifts. And I was like, yeah, I remember when that happened. They're like, can you come do the class? And I was like, oh, I didn't teach you what to teach it. No. No, no, no. no. Pushing all that on you. No, no. And, then that's, and that's fine. And, you know, and we do. I think we do a good job. The people who teach with me, I think we do a good job. And, again, we don't, we don't sugarcoat it. We know where we're deficient. We, you know, I, I used to hate spending time on patient movement. And now I focus on patient movement because everybody wants to do cool shit and stab people in the chest with a needle. But when you have a bunch of BLS or EMR firefighters are like, we don't do that. I'm like, you know, that's right. You're going to be Mongo, pick things up, put things down. You're going to be the guy coming in with a skedco. And you're we're going to be dragging people out of the wall. Like, so let's do it. Or you're going to be positioning people. So let's let's make sure you guys are doing it right. Uh, so the medicine's easy. The medicine, yeah. yeah the that, medicine, the skill, is. the skill set, the tech skill set is it's nothing special. And you know, TCCC has gotten so far ahead now. Those guidelines are updated almost quarterly. You know, TECC, CTEC meets twice a year. There's very little that changed. There's plenty of suggestions. You know, there's no way on the civilian realm that we're going to be doing whole blood one to one. Like it's like, oh, bring the line up the firefighters that we've typed and crossed everybody for low titer, you know, in the uh, in the barrow, and it's not, yeah, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. T Triple C can talk about that all the time, and you know, uh, ketamine drips, mixing you know, seven fifty ketamine and you know, seven hundred ketamine in a two fifty bag and bursted, and you know, six hour six hour anesthesia. We're not going to do that. Prolonged field care for us is the ambulance broke down on the way to the staging area to take our patient out of the CCP. Um, you know, we're not going to be two days stuck in the baby gap at the mall measuring urine output. Um, it's good to be aware of, but when you got the firefighter, what do you want me to do next? I want you to put that guy on the carpet and get him out of here. Drag the carpet mm-hmm. down the hallway. Find the fire department. Find the cops in the hallway and do this. Uh, you know. That's where, you know, where we're at. And I mean, I have to constantly tailor the course because, again, medical direction. Why talk about ketamine if you you don't carry it? You know, I'll be like, all right, cool. We just added 25 more minutes into the into the class. Let's go back and do some more scenarios. Let's go do some more wound packing. We did it for an hour yesterday. Let's do it for five more minutes and we'll put it in context. Uh, Or let's, you know, it gives me. I've been lucky the last two classes I've done for a department, like a department-wide training. Uh, The entire second day has been from, it was a half-hour review in the morning, and then we talked, we took a test, they went to lunch and came back, and the entire afternoon for five hours has been nothing but field training exercise. And they have a blast. They're like, can I go pro? And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) You paid for it, do it, go for it. What do you... And then they're like, can you come back? Can you help us with this? Can you help us? Who do we talk to? How do we get this done? The cops, man. Do you guys have cops in your classes? Like, do you have cops that take it with your EMTs? 
Where your medic? As alert we do, but not in our... Dude, training. in tech. I, so, it I wanted to build... Well, yeah, I, wanna, I wanted struggle. to build... Yeah. We've offered free classes to the cops. We're mm-hmm. like, hey, look, come take our... Like, we've got EMTs for medics. Come take the class for free, and we still struggle. Right. Well, that so this year, or last year, in 18, I really wanted... I, I was tired of playing the security role as well as the evaluator. So, we started asking friends of ours. They were like, hey, get a couple of your cop friends put your uniform on that you can get dirty and we'll teach you free tech skills but on day two you're going to be the cops who take them in to the scene and they're like it's free I'm like yep you're going to get paid time off you know they are so whatever you're getting paid to come to class one way or the other day one they sit they learn how to plug holes and tighten tourniquets they get the shock factor the crowd pleaser shock factor of cutting a neck which we're not even going to do, but they have fun. Um, they learn NPA. Half of them are like, hey, these are in our kits. I never knew what to do with them, which is pretty cool. And, you know, the second day, they get to wave guns around and yell and freak people out. And, you know, we have we get role players. And then all of a sudden, it's a lot better when you see five cops in uniform who are like, all right, guys, we're going to go in. There's 20 people down, blah, 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 blah. Let's go. You know, and they have a blast. And they're like, hey, when can you... Run? The cops will go, when can you run this again? Or I've started to ask them to teach tactical movement. So, so Dietrich and I, a few years ago, with the sheriff's department, we went over as, as EMS employees to do some rescue task force stuff. And it was, it was kind of a, it was, it was, it was a good exercise. We walked for two and a half hours from room to room to room, fully kitted up for no reason, no medical stuff really being done. Um, but it generated a laundry list of questions. Stupid questions. Like, we would ask, like, we watch a lot of TV. Do you want me to hold your shoulder? Like, squeeze your bicep to, like, do it. Count me in as part of the team. <laughs> Some people would be like, be great if you keep your fucking hands off me. Because if your hands are on me, I can't move where I need to go. Other people are like, yeah, man, that's cool. I'm like, all right. Like, hey, we're just walking. Do you want us to, like, do something while we're walking. They're like, yeah, you better be looking for people trying to face shoot me so I can face shoot them first. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. If we find somebody, do we say cool shit like on TV? Like, do we say contact right? He's like, just say, oh shit, and get out of my way. Or <laughs> point somewhere and then duck down so you don't get shot. We're like, okay. And then they're like, hey, uh, if you're putting tourniquets on, what do you want us to do? Like, what should we be focusing on? I was like, uh, face shooting somebody trying to shoot me while I'm putting a tourniquet on would be great. Like, let me know he's coming. They're like, all right. I'm like, do you want me to, like, if we have more people, do you want me to hold pressure while you're doing it? I was like, it's up to you. I don't know. Like, all the both groups were like, I don't know. I felt stupid asking. And then uh, the two of us, you know, super paramedic competition guys we got everything figured out they put us in a stupid just stupid easy medical scenario mm-hmm. you walk up the steps oh the guy's been shot he's in the hallway we own the hallway we're killing bad guys and we're like all right well cool we're just gonna put our tourniquet on and they're like hey stupids um maybe get out of the hallway we're like well we thought you uh had everything handled they're like yeah well bullets come through walls all the time we're like oh yeah bullets come through walls all the time um all right, let's run it again. So we get up, we throw the guy in the room, and we put it on. They're like, yeah, that's better. We're like, yeah, we were just seeing if you guys would see if we messed up and did stupid shit. And they're like, yeah. have a hall yeah. ball set up. Yeah. Yeah. Ball yeah, set yeah, 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 So, I mean, it was it's antiquated terms. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's 1990s Swats. But it was funny. Like you were talking about that last class we did. You had a scenario where the patient needed a surgical crike, 
and the new little paramedic students were like, I don't know what to do. And, like, they left the room, and, like, one of the cops came in the corner. like, what's going on in here? And I'm like, nothing think especially in the surgical crike. And the guy with the cops like, can I do it? Yep. Yep. So he slings his AR-15 to the side. Was that, that was, was that Lauren? Um, when we were at Greer? No, it was one? here, Josh. Oh. Josh is the one that did oh, okay. it. Okay. So he slings his AR to the side, cuts up, and the students come around the corner like, what is the cop doing? I'm like, he's making you an airway. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was at our, at our yeah. class, our, our students. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Sergeant Crocs, this guy, Chris Ron, It was Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a dog. Yeah, Chris. And, and Sergeant, and then, now the paramedics are like, oh, I guess we can transport our patient now. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, the cop took care of it yeah. for you. And he, no, so, you know what, though, now, like, you don't know him. He's one of one of our one of our friends. He started over a SWAT team where uh, Dietrich lives, and he came over here to sheriffs. And uh, he's a tracking guy now, a big bloodhound, Rusty the Bloodhound. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. And Chris came to uh, a, he came to one of my earlier T Triple C classes, and like our second day, we'd go to North American and do it. And um, he came to it with one of his buddies mm-hmm. and had a blast. And he was three months out of it, and they ended up some dude got shot, and he ended up putting a chest seal on. He was dead, but he put chest seal on. I so you get a text. It's like I just used everything you told me. I'm like, dude, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Not the other guy. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right. I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh, this is what you live for. You get these texts, but I was like, well, I'm glad you remembered it. And then he came back, you know, and those guys, those guys did loved it. And he's like, it's not anybody who's afraid to go do that. We had another guy he came from, he came from Georgia. He came up and we taught him to cry. He did. He was so motivated. He was a cop. And, uh, you probably see him on Instagram as well. Um, but, uh, we had a role player and it was dark fire tower. We had a kid that was like, a, he was probably one of our EMT students. And, um, He's he's all he's like couldn't breathe. We had him all bloodied up on his face, but we had the crike trainer right next to him. But it was hidden and it's dark as shit. And uh, I was like, kids, like, um, oh, uh, get, get me out of here, get me out of here, whatever. And then all of a sudden he can't breathe. He's like, <gasps> and, and he's like, you okay? And I was like, oh, it looks like he stopped breathing or he can't breathe through that. And he's like, I reposition his airway. He's like, I'm like, you don't hear nothing now. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, crike. I was like, yes, crike. And he looked at the kid and he moved the kid's hand. I was like, stop, <laughs> stop. I was like, there, do it there, do it on the floor. He's like, he was so motivated. He was like, I'll hold that, I'll hold that scalpel. Like, you know, again, crowd pleaser, you're not going to go do it. Don't, and if you do do it, don't say Chris taught you to do that. So, uh, we never met, but, uh, yep, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing that, uh, there's tons of motivated people, but I mean, well, we work really hard. We change the scenarios because the NAMT, the new NAMT scenario is supposed to be better. Uh, I paired a lot of stuff out of it, and it's hard, man. Stuff changes. Stuff that stuff is changing every day, and we're keeping up with the medicine. So, but I mean, I had good response. But then we see things like people saying and doing things. Kind of, they've added their own twist to it. You're like, man, that's really not what the guidelines say. Like. Our class with NAEMT is so far removed from what NAEMT put out and closer to the CTEC guidelines that, you know, you go to the meetings, you go on, or you attend online or whatever, and it just ends up being better. And, you know, people are like, well, we want to focus on this. Uh, why don't we focus on some basic stuff first and we'll get to that? I think that's like a level two type class. Like, we get a lot of fire departments. What's next? I'm like, incident command. And then, I, again, I know I said alert, bad, but I'll refer them to that unified command stuff. And 
because I say, or even the air class, because the command that was the most that we got mm-hmm. out of that. The communications part of it, phenomenal. Yeah, it was yeah phenomenal. The different buildings. And phenomenal. And that was tough. Like, yeah, that in our was, alert class, we I'm very different. I got chosen to be team the leader one time, and like we we're in a fire truck. It's raining. Like uh, a young lady sitting next to me, she's the cop commander. Like I'm supposed to be EMS fire. I'm like, holy cow, this sucks. I can't see my crews. I can't talk to my crews. Like even track of my crews, like that. So we got the big whiteboard out. We're trying to draw pictures, like right. stick figures everywhere. Like who's team one? Where are they at? Like why are they not moving? And yeah. it's tough. I like that part of it. It is. That's different because it was very different. Than- but like you said earlier, like I staying in your lane. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't have any military prior experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, a, I am attached now to a little small tactical team, but like I don't really kick in doors, I don't do that kind of stuff. So yeah. but they're gonna stay in my lane. Like all right, well, this, this is how you win pack. I, I, I have trauma care. in the field. Right. right. I put yeah. tourniquets on the field. Yeah. Trauma and care is trauma care. care. Right? And like yeah. so these dudes come in who are super high speed, have done a lot of cool stuff across the world. Like I had to talk to them and then they're like, Hey what did like, what's the last call that you ran? <laughs> and like I'm like, yeah. Well I took grandma to the hospital. Yeah. Well <laughs> Granny broke her hip and I did a good job holding her hand in a position so, in a relative. I, I think those guys <laughs> that are super high speed like that respect it and like they understand that I'm not getting in their lane, I don't care. But they also want to know what's going on in like my little world and so it's it's cool to talk to them. Yeah, so I have to start every class with I don't kick doors, I don't wear special colored hats, and I I know special people, but I don't do that. I don't I don't even I don't do it at all. I don't do it at all. I'll teach you how to do it. I'll teach you how to do medicine all day. I'm good at that. Good at medicine, uh, and I understand science. And you know, hemorrhage control is easy. You know, which is ultimately what you're doing. You're just doing it in a very unsecure place. So. But we get, I mean, we get, I don't know if you get a lot of feedback after classes. We get a lot, I get a lot of people, Dietrich's heard it too, are, it's a funny because some of the NAMT slides like are really misleading. It's like, um, one of the end ones is like, uh, this can't be, it's a picture of the helicopter and it's like, this has no place in the civilian environment. I was like, it's absolutely the civilian environment. Do this tomorrow. And we get people come back. They're like, Hey, I put a tourniquet on this week. It went, it went so much better. Thanks for, you know, thanks for helping me with that. Or, you know, I was able to use this assessment immediately when I walked out the door in normal trauma, some guy dumped his motorcycle. Uh, And that's cool, which I hope translates to, I'd go, I'd go into the mall on the on the active shooter job, and I kept thinking about you know March assessments and how are we going to set up the CCP. We had it's pretty obviously pretty well publicized. We had the Townville uh, school shooting a couple of years ago. One of our one of my students was one of the responders to that, and she she wrote she she messaged me. She's like the entire way to the call. She's like all I was thinking about was that TCCC class. I was like okay, I'm like good, good. Hopefully it helps. You know, I can't. Where do you where do you go with it? Where do yeah. you go with that? So I'm glad you had it. Again, that is very validating. Um, but it's also it's also validating on. Hey, I put a tourniquet on a guy trapped in a car, and the doc said this this is this absolutely contributed to them being able to walk out of the walk out of the hospital. So good nice. stuff. So what do you what do you see out there? Same stuff or? Yeah, same stuff. So we actually. Um... When we first put tourniquets on the charts, we did a whole lot more medical stuff. So we have several dialysis clinics, and a lot of them will wait until there's not any other option. Like, the patient's so hypotensive that you have to put a tourniquet on. So that's really where our first first round of stuff was going. But since then, we've had people lose limbs to trains and things like that. And And our officers are actually really, really good about doing two. 
Really? So, wow. Uh, the, the last guy that I transported in looked at, yeah, he fell asleep on the train tracks and lost one lower, below the knee. Wow. Um, but by the time we got there, the officer already had two tourniquets on him, and they were starting to, to bandage the end of it. Cool. So, nice. Very yeah. cool. So, so more stuff like that. We're we're seeing that here too. I see uh we get a tourniquet report every month, and because I nerd out over it. And uh, when you look, I said, can we track who's putting them on? And we got that added to it. And cops put on like it was like a three month period. There were like nineteen tourniquet applications, and like fourteen of them were by the cops, and only two two were by us, and one was by a bystander. I was like, okay, pretty cool. But you still push the training, obviously. But still, you know, now it's you know start stressing on from the ems side evaluate the tourniquet placement in the application is it right does it need tweak does it need another one so so it's working i mean it's out there it's not going to go away might as well you know be interested in it and keep pushing it on people so i think people mm-hmm. lied to us in paramedic school amt school and said trauma is easy like i remember like hearing that like trauma is easy mm-hmm. it is easy cover the blood go to the surgeon but there's so much more to it. Like, we miss it. I'm like, come on. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, cover the blood, go to the surgeon, keep the patient warm, stop giving saline. Oh, gosh. If you read the Instagram comments, trauma's not easy. Leave, People uh, still screw it up all the time. Maybe sometimes it's okay to leave that sucking chest wound as a sucking chest wound as long as they're hemodynamically stable. What else? God, what else? It's all all of it, man. I mean, yeah, but cover the blood, go to the surgeon. Start there. <laughs> I just dumb it down, right? Dumb it down. So... Well, good deal. Good place to stop because I don't know how to organically ever stop these. Except, I mean, I mean, it was pretty much over when you said alert and <laughs> you don't wear a bat belt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just get out. That's like, it's like being on the phone. But I don't, I don't ever talk on my phone. I don't know why people call me, but shouldn't I, do I don't, I don't know how to like end phone calls now. Like, okay, so. I just I just say I say see you bye and try and cut myself off by hitting the thing. See, I don't yeah. say bye. It's a bad habit. Like, I don't say bye. Like, bye. All right. Yeah. <laughs> bye. So, okay. Well, good. I'm I I'm glad you you made it out. I hope you have a safe trip home and uh, to cooler weather where it's less. We are. We're getting our our kids. Yeah, you're gonna have weird. Mm. You won't have you know liquid precipitation. It'll just suck. So. But I'm glad you came out. Glad to finally meet you in person. Now I can say Katie Contreras is a friend <laughs> from the internet and in real life. And I don't know. We should probably go to Texas. Their symposiums are better and alerts there. Are you going to come to Selma this year? Come up to I am. Cool. I am. So I actually can right, graduate from Columbia um, on the third or the fourth. So cool. the Saturday and then the competition the Sunday. Yes. Start. So I'll, I'll, I'll actually already be here for that. Right. I I'm excited. Him. Like I really like to come over. Like I didn't. Something happened. I couldn't come and watch the competition last year, but I really want to watch it again. Like those guys are. Those guys are competing, man. Mm-hmm. They're just phenomenal. Like they. I want to go see if my water bottle's still up there. I yeah. lost it. The best. The I best. lost it on the field. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It was a fun, that was a fun time. We should have talked about that, but let's not. Yeah, it's never. <laughs> about it. Sorry, it was good. It was yeah. fun. It was very educational. I'm looking forward to some of this year. Like it's first year I've been, so I don't want to go all week. But I want. Uh, when are they going to put the speaker list out i want to see what i can yeah, what go classes. yeah mm-hmm. i mean because i'm only i think i'm only gonna be able to make it for a day probably either that wednesday or thursday just for the day and i know the middle of the week is when they do the big meal at the, the end which i hope doesn't cut down on the lecture stuff but i'll, so I'll get it i mean it's charlotte i drive back and forth yeah i 
I just I don't know. I don't think we have anything going on here. So what crazy states you can drive between. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can make it across this entire state in three hours. Yeah, Charlotte's not that far from here. Where's that? I mean, we could be there in an hour. Hour, yeah, hour and fifteen minutes to the convention center. Yeah. So, well, good. Thanks for coming. Have a safe trip back. If you're out here, we'll talk. Let's do it again in Soma. We'll have the underground podcast. It'll be us and get Carrie. It'll be pretty cool. All She'll, the Instagram, yeah, people. all the Instagram people, <laughs> all people I always want to meet like in person and be like, I'm super intimidated by you, like Paul Luce. Like, be like, dog, you're smart as shit. I'm jealous of everything you've done. Can I? Can you sign my tourniquet? <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Well, good. Thank you, guys. Good Friday afternoon. Shitty weather. Good podcast, though. So. Here we are.